0: Welcome to the Tailoring Talk Show with me, your host, Roberto Rivella. I'm a bespoke tailor, menswear designer and owner of Roberto Rivella London Suit and Shirtmakers. This is the podcast where you drop in for the threads, but often leave with something quite unexpected. I talk to self-starters and creators about their journeys, the highs and lows and the lessons they've learned along the way. If you haven't already, please support the show by subscribing. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please help me out by leaving a rating and a review. My guest joins us all the way from Austria today she studied economics and then entered the working world and quickly noticed that she and the people around her were so unhappy in their day-to-day lives this awareness led to her having the courage to follow her passion of inspiring people to live life to the fullest through coaching she assists people in overcoming feelings of being overwhelmed fear shame and judgment she has undertaken study in how subconscious patterns run our lives and how they can be changed for the better. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Andrea Right, this is what I needed to ask you. How do you pronounce your surname? Lukacs. Lukacs. Yes, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Andrea Lukacs to the Tailoring Talk Show. Andrea, how are you?
1: I'm fine. Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, so you're my first Austrian guest.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure being the first.
0: <laughs> it's an honor for me. Thank you so much. How is how is Austria today?
1: Uh, it's quite rainy today.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we've had a lot of sunshine in the UK, but the last couple of days it's been like really really heavy heavy rain. Um so they were announcing a crisis because of the hot weather and then the rain came which we had all been praying for and when the rain came they announced another crisis. So uh un- unfortunately this is uh, this is what it's like over here in the UK at the moment it's one constant state of uh, of panic. You know, it can't be great for a lot of people, mental health and so on. So this leads neatly into you joining me on the podcast today, because when it comes to feelings of uh, being overwhelmed and being afraid and worrying about the future and so on, uh, you know, definitely this is the right place right now. The, the media is really hyping up all of the problems that we are apparently going to have coming down the track. Um I don't know how things are over in in Austria at the moment, but I'm guessing across Europe all of our neighbors there must be feeling some of the same. Not you. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I can just speak about the weather and uh we expect the next days to be a little bit rainy <laughs> and all the rest is passing by me.
0: <laughs> how long ago did you leave the corporate world and then get into coaching? And and was was coaching in this area something that you always wanted to do, or did it really develop as you entered the corporate environment and time progressed and you sort of thought, hey, hang on a second, this is not as fun as I thought it might be?
1: So when I was a child, I wanted to understand how human behavior runs our lives, but it was not such a big drive uh, as it developed through the years by deciding uh, to become a trainer. And then I uh, studied the uh, psychological counseling, uh, became an NLP trainer on the way and a a hypnosis coach. So it was programmed that it's uh, meant to be my field um, because when I saw the gap uh, from uh, what we Mostly live and how we really can live out. uh, It was so huge that um, I decided uh, to bring this message out.
0: You know, life is difficult. I always say to people that are a lot younger than me, and especially my friends' kids, like enjoy your time right now because you might not think it right now, but this is the best because soon, as as soon as you become an adult and you get a job and you get, you know, mortgage and everything. It's it's not we're all we're all wishing that we could be young again, because generally, I mean, it's interesting you talk about the human behaviors being governed by certain patterns and things, because, you know, it does. You know, often when you you hear people saying it feels like I'm on a, a wheel at the moment and I can't get off it because we are generally creatures of habit, the difficulty always is how you break that cycle, because being on a hamster wheel all the time is really not the definition of living a fulfilled life. How do you begin to sort of work out how you break people out of that cycle?
1: Just stop and go one step backwards. Have a look on the situation, what is, how am I feeling, how am I thinking, how am I behaving, because that are the questions we should ask ourselves. Oftentimes we are not aware of um, how we behave and think in certain situations and feel and uh, to break out of the circle, we have to stop it. Go one back, step backwards, take a deep breath, have a look on what it is, and then we can decide either something is serving us or not serving us.
0: It seems to be so difficult to do though, just to stop. Now, so for example, like we're taking our first holiday in probably nearly three years in a few days time. So we're very excited about that. But there is so much that we need to do before we actually get there. And the intention is to switch off Mm. and try and cut off completely from technology and so on. But in today's world, it seems so much harder to do than maybe it was 20, 25, 30 years ago. What do you say to people who are making the sorts of excuses that I'm making right now?
1: Make a list of priorities. And when you do one task, you do one task after another. And when you do this one, your laser work laser for, focused on upon this thing. And uh, maybe you will detect that you will be much faster, more concentrated. Celebrate this task done. And let's go to the next.
0: To celebrate, that's a word that you don't often hear when it comes to task completion um you know very often we try and get things done or we try and get several things done at once and we finish them and then we just move on to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one the, the reality is is that you know we always have a to-do list we'll never ever get everything that we want in life done right
1: yes but we can get one step at a time done and if we celebrate it if we acknowledge it for um having it done as we um Wanted it, uh, so we celebrated. It. It's a reference re- experience which we um, collect for ourselves, and we can refer to when we are in doubt phases.
0: When you're working with clients, does goal setting come in to the conversation quite a bit? And how early do you introduce that? Because that seems to be quite important. If you don't know where you're going or what you want to achieve, it almost seems more sensible to 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 try and clear the chaos, to actually work out what the end game is and then start to work back from there?
1: Yeah, it's always uh, essential, first of all, knowing where a person is and where they want to go and to clean the limitation between from the one and the other. So it's both essential to know because if we don't know where we are, we don't know... Um, we have to know where we are as well as we have to know where we want to go yeah we have to know how we are behaving today if we want to especially change our behavior and um, to how we want to behave
0: I guess what you're saying is being self-aware or becoming self-aware or working on becoming self-aware is extremely important before you can s- start on this journey
1: yes very very important yeah we are very likely or learned to observe uh, everything what is happening around us, but uh, very little are trained in themselves to observe themselves.
0: That can be quite a scary thing because when you're looking at where you are today, obviously the, when you hold a mirror up to yourself, there are certain things that you know you might see that you're not going to like, which is why a lot of us tend to try and avoid doing that. Also, the past gets comes into question because a lot of us do fixate on how we've got to where we are today. So very often, again, I don't know if you find this with a lot of your clients, but I can imagine that a lot of people will fixate on what's happened before and what might happen in future, but Mm. are never... It's it's like Yoda in Star Wars, right? You know, always living in the past and the future, but never fixated on, you know, never focused on where you are right now in the present.
1: That, but that's a very scary uh space to be in,
0: it's extremely scary.
1: Yeah, it's uh, up to us to choose either we want to be in such a scary space or we want to be in a secure space.
0: I mean, I guess, given when you put it like that, given the choice, if you are someone, they would choose wanting to be in a safe space. Yeah, so let's go back to these uh the patterns of human behavior. Can you give me some examples of? of of kind of why a lot of us are the way we are Mm -hmm. and is it to do with is it to do with general rules kind of governing our existence or i should let you go this is your this is your subject of expertise i'll stop Mm -hmm. speculating
1: no so i want you to imagine that we are like a unfilled bottle when we were born and uh, we made huge experiences while growing up we had learning processes um um we did a great job when we were little uh, babies, um, and growing up, uh, we heard of what we may do or not do, are not allowed to do. Uh, we were conditioned by our parents, by our environment, by teachers, by society, by um, by a culture as well, mm. and um, that's what's what's uh, within us. And it, it operates within us and is controlling the way we think and feel and act today. And if we close this uh, bottle, so nothing new can come in and nothing can go out. So we want to be open so that the stuff we don't need anymore can go out and be filled with new information and new data.
0: So, what you're saying is that obviously all of this conditioning and so on through all these different factors and outside influences, so our parents, you know, the people around us, the environment, and so on and so forth. A lot of us put the cap on the bottle and we don't open it again. And some people go through the rest of their lives without opening it again, wondering why they're stuck. So, we've got to start to unpick this and unravel it. We've got to open the bottle top and just let it all out.
1: That's easier said than done, but. But uh, we have to be aware how we are thinking to clear up our belief systems. And the clearer we are, the, uh, the more likely we can go in the direction we want to go.
0: It all just seems really messy. I don't know how anyone would be able to go on a journey like this on their own.
1: I also didn't went alone because I believe it's necessary to have a coach beside one because if we would um, um, search for something and uh, the way we look on things, uh, chances were big that we have had already found it. So, And um, with that, um, a coach can see things we are not aware of. And if the conscious mind can pick up, uh, let's say, forty bit per second, the subconscious can pick up over a million uh, bit per second. So there's um, in an equation, it will be like a, a mark on a big football field. What we are really aware of, so. It it takes time of observation and it takes um, a lot of questioning and uh, oftentimes we alone wouldn't even ask uh, ourselves certain questions maybe.
0: What did you do when you started on this journey? Did you bring a coach in straight away or when, when you had this realization that things weren't, you know, you weren't happy and that you needed to change? did you kind of go on a sort of journey of self-discovery on your own first and then bring someone in to help you afterwards?
1: Yes, I was studying it over 10 years, but uh, um, I was seeing I'm going forward and some steps backwards because um, I didn't unleash all the mechanisms uh, which were... uh, Working tidy uh, together, so I, I realized I I need a coach, and uh, within uh, my education it was uh, a part of the education. So we had to uh, work with someone, and we worked with, in groups together. And um, so I saw by observation that if um, we work together, much more can be done if you uh, than if you sit alone and. Uh, try to understand something or clear something.
0: How do you help people to become acutely aware of what things outside of them are having the most profound effect on their behavior for better or for worse?
1: Mm, I will try to see inside what they need for resources to be built up uh, so um, um, that they are not dependent on the outside so much.
0: And then once you've kind of got them to, uh, you know, I guess the correct platform or springboard to then be able to start to progress, you know, getting towards a place of, I guess, more fulfillment, contentment, a better rounded life and so on. They've got to get into new habits and new behaviors, new disciplines as well. Are there any methods that you use to Help people to you know set their boundaries and prevent them from kind of falling back because okay. it, at the end of the day, we're we're creatures of habit. I always say humans are very elastic. When we go through change, I mean the you know the pan the recent pandemic is a big example, right? It was a very very fundamental, powerful, impactful thing that happened to everybody across the world. But then you go two years on, and already you see generally humans starting to kind of go back into their old rhythms and patterns of behavior and so on so how do you how do you kind of stop that contraction?
1: Yes, first of all, it's to know what we want, where our desires and needs are, and there are some basic uh, needs for humans so and I will suggest to um to fulfill our needs by our own so we are not dependent on the outside and um, interacting with other people, especially in times like we are faced uh, in isolation.
0: So support networks are very important. Yes. Yeah. With
1: like-minded people.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, something that I personally have been doing this year so I you know at the begin at the end of last year I had a resolution that I always get invited to you know sort of networking things and so on and I always avoid them um, partly because I'm a little bit shy in big group situations but I made a resolution just to say yes 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 to things and uh, some of the new networks and friendship networks and entrepreneur support networks and so on that I've kind of created and the people that I've surrounded myself with this year and continue to do so are starting to form a very, very important support network. And I'm starting to find in my own life, although it's far from perfect, Andrea, let me tell you, I mean, even this morning, I was like a pressure cooker ready to explode. But where maybe a year ago, I didn't feel like if I was falling, I had that safety net underneath me. Now I do have people that I can reach out to for support and for inspiration and so on. You know, it's really funny because at the start of this conversation, I kind of had it in my mind that this, this this, was something that you needed to do either on your own or with one other person, a coach. But what you're saying is really, really important for us to to not be isolated, to try and surround ourselves with with people. But then there are people who aren't comfortable with that at all.
1: Hmm that's a question either they are comfortable or they are afraid of something ah. a lot of people are afraid when they open up they could get hurt so it's a fear behind it
0: how do you get them to realize and then overcome that is it through questioning to kind of activate self-realization
1: it can be done that way. So I have a lot of tools, especially as uh, uh, being uh, introduced in the field of neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis. So we have a lot of tools how we can overcome it. And I always have a look on the person where they are today and which method they like most, because um, that's what, what really is important.
0: What do you think? Because obviously, with NLP, that's all to do with how people absorb information.
1: How uh, words are, are operating within us and humans has to do with behavior as well, with state changing, how to see a situation and to rethink.
0: And, you know, I guess also, you know, what is it in our, you know, Personality, psyche that makes us react to the outside world the way that we do, and then internalize all of that. I, I remember I did NLP a long, long time ago. And I think the verdict was that I was more visual in the way that I deal with things, which probably explains why I do the job that I do as well.
1: Visual uh, persons, there are acoustic persons, there are kinesthetic persons.
0: So for me to keep focused, to come back to what you you keep saying, which is, you know, you have to work out what you want and stay focused on that. So for me, you know, in terms of my goals, aspirations and so on, I have to have lots and lots of pictures, whether they're on my phone or they're on the wall in front of my desk or on the wall in front of my workroom. I need to be surrounded by things that visually remind me of where I'm going and what I'm doing and the people in my life that are important to me. Does that make sense? And then I guess for people who are more sort of, you know, oral, it's that's different. It might be music and things like that that keep them grounded.
1: Yes, it makes sense. And everyone will pick uh, the things uh, they suit them best. So, But you cannot do anything wrong if you are seeing a picture and telling you something. Um, you are using two senses.
0: And where where are you personally at your stage of this journey? Because the other feeling I get is that it's 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 not something that is finite. It's something that you have to keep working on across your entire life, right?
1: Yes, it's a, a habit I generated through the years. Is uh, that I'm observing myself, and I keep observing myself every day, and and um, that's uh, where we can see how we can improve on a daily basis. And I believe that learning will never stop. We will have uh, learning is a lifetime process. It's not something we will do in a week and it's done. We, we can learn constantly as long as we are alive.
0: So is most of what you do done remotely nowadays or do you do a lot of in-person or is it a bit of a mix?
1: a mix of it yes as it comes yeah um so first of all i have a look where a person is and where they want to go yeah and by knowing that uh, we go one step at a time
0: that's what i wanted to ask you so introspection looking at yourself being constantly aware of where you are and so on and again because we all tend to go to sleep at night, wake up in the morning, we generally have the same micro routine that we follow, we get out of bed, we might check our phone, go to the bathroom, go downstairs, make a cup of coffee, put the grill on for the toast, eat, go back upstairs, and so on, right? Um, how, are the, what are the best techniques to be able to, to kind of stop and, and get into the habit of self-reflection every day is it something you do at the end of the day is it something you recommend doing at the beginning does meditation come into it where you've got people so meditation for me is not a thing because i have uh, you know an attention deficit thing um so i can't sit still for more than 30 seconds um it drives me absolutely crazy so you must have multiple tools to help people to really kind of nail down for each individual how they you know do the whole kind of self introspection thing and and be aware at all times over to you
1: yeah so in the morning it makes sense for me to uh, have a look on um the day in advance so Mm -hmm. which task i want to perform and um Writing them down and then getting them done step by step, and in the evening it makes for me personal sense to have a review on 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 um, the day, and in between when I feel um, certain emotions which um, I will t- notice and have a look on later, so I will t- notice them, write it down, and have a look on later. Right. Or. Immediately, if the time is right.
0: Yeah. So but you're... if not,
1: I will notice it and have having a look later on because uh, that are indicators which are telling us something and uh, we can have uh, a look on it and work it out later on as well. Yeah. And so we can clear it on the way while doing it on a daily basis.
0: This is the ultimate in self-care. K- oh, yeah. Keeping an eye on yourself as much as you can for as much of the day as you can
1: yes and also having a break where I will just breathe and observe my breathing and how my body feels when I breathe so it's a, a kind of meditation or not meditation we can call it like we wanted um, for me a meditation is something which is longer and guided and so, but, but just sitting down and pr- taking breaths and observing the, the body while we breathe, not thinking anything else, not disturbing ourselves, uh, which will bring us back into our power. We will think more clearly and we'll get the next task, task done um, 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 quicker because we will have more energy available than maybe
0: before. Yeah it's almost like um we're constantly unbalancing ourselves and rebalancing ourselves so taking that moment of calm is almost a way of
1: gaining our energy back
0: and getting yeah exactly just recharging again rather than just kind of going full steam and just running out of energy all the time and burning out basically
1: yes and that's what what a lot of people are doing um they are running um, um, or they are even people-pleasing uh, all the time and don't know that if they are with uh, in a self-care state, they can give much more to the other person because if you have no energy and you are in a down phase, you you are not in a position to help or assist another person as if you are in your power. So it's counterproductive.
0: Yeah, I remember I read once when I was a lot younger that um, you need to learn to love yourself because if you don't have love for yourself, you can't have love to give to other people. So if we see love as energy, it's the same thing, right? Yeah,
1: it is. And so it is with time and money and with everything else.
0: These are all resources that we have finite amounts of.
1: When, when when such a little inner voice is pushing us to do something, we can remind us, no, stop it. Because if I have no energy, I cannot give it. So we can remind ourselves.
0: The inner voice, I would argue, is probably easier to deal with if you have worked out the type of person you want to be, where you're going and so on. The difficulty is the real world voices that are pushing at us all constantly so whether it's you know friends telling you or asking you to do something that you don't have the time to do but you feel obligated to or family members are a really good example of that uh in the business world clients or your bosses or colleagues how do you push all of that sort of stuff away because there are people that would argue well you know i I, that's all very well what you're saying in my personal life but then when it comes to you know, the bulk of my life is spent working and so on, I can't say no all the time and take time for myself. I have to get on and do, if people demand things of me, I have to get on and do it.
1: Yes, and it's uh, not uh, all about saying no, but getting the job done and then refilling our batteries and that are uh, even some minutes necessary. So, and uh, if uh, we don't take the time, we uh, will not be quicker with the job done uh, if we work with a low
0: battery. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, and it does make it's, sense. It's
1: just a matter of perspective, and uh, uh, it's uh, what everyone can understand if they have a little look on it. Yeah. And the ones to know that there are some people which are external oriented; they have a look on the outside. But there are people who are internally regulated. They don't listen anyway to what other people say or think.
0: Okay, now you've got me wondering which one am I? I'm trying to be better at all of that. You know, when you know, in my business, it's clients making demands all the time. You know, so I had one recently. Who was WhatsApping me? I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And I already had a list up to here that I was trying to get through. I talk a lot about bandwidth nowadays, Andrea. Like I only have a certain amount of bandwidth. And if somebody's asking me to do something that is is beyond my bandwidth at that moment in time, then I say no, not now, or yes, but not now. Yes is a more positive way of of approaching it and so with him you know the next day he chased me you know i haven't received anything have you done this yet and i just said to him it's programmed into the diary to be done on wednesday at nine o'clock because that's what i actually did I put it in my calendar for the next time that i could do it because i also have other blocks in my diary for things like exercise or I call them little buffers during the day, in between things, where I can do exactly what you were describing, which is just taking moments myself, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes, or even five minutes sometimes, where I can just sit, just switch off from everything for that period of time, and just be. Because if I don't do that, I'm gonna have a heart attack probably.
1: Yes, it's so wonderful and I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same.
0: Yeah, I can tell you are because you I mean our listeners can't see you unfortunately, but you um, look, I mean you're making me feel calm and happy. you look calm and happy. I don't believe there's anything I could throw at you that would unnerve you or make you feel overwhelmed or whatever. I just feel like you would just kind of take it take that energy and then just turn it into whatever you need it to be, and then just throw it right back at me.
1: And it's, it's a learning process when we observe ourselves. And it's so important not going from rushing from one thing to another. A lot of people even don't uh, recognize things uh, they went through uh, by on a street or because they were so in their thoughts. But it's very energy-consuming, and if you run this for a long time, you will break down.
0: We talk about energy a lot now, particularly in recent episodes on this podcast. You know, energy when you meet people for the first time, um, energy when anything is coming at you. Um, you know, is it positive? Or is it negative? Or is it sapping your own energy? You know, energy takers, energy givers, and so on. And and I'm now you know as i'm getting older especially i'm i'm just becoming so acutely conscious of of this and thinking about almost everything in terms of energy the next trick once you've kind of worked that one out and got into the habit of it is learning to do the right thing with what you've identified you know whether it's something that you can deal with or something that you shouldn't and you should find a way to push it back
1: yeah it's everything within us so uh which resource do i need to get it done is it more self-esteem is it uh, more power is it what is it and um to go uh, have a look on where can i implement it into my daily life and uh not necessarily the whole goal, but the little steps and what would be the next l- very little step and even a bicep step uh, I could take today towards the um, direction I want to go. Yeah. Is wow. it uh, concentrating more on, on getting out of the head so we will maybe want to concentrate upon our body? Yeah. Or we want to feel more. It, it's a very individual because not everyone is uh, at the same place.
0: Yeah. I find one thing that is helping me is definitely because we have cats and dogs in the house and animals are very, very sensitive to our cadence. They're very, very sensitive to how we're feeling in the moment as well, especially my dogs. Half the time I don't think my cats care. Um, do you have pets at all? I have three dogs. You have three dogs. Cool. What breed?
1: Ah, uh, shepherds.
0: Oh, German um, shepherds.
1: German Shepherds and a uh, Maltese.
0: Oh, so I grew up with a uh, I grew up with German shepherds when I was a child, and uh, as an adult, I have a Cavachon who kind of looks a little bit like a Maltese, and uh, we have a rescue dog. We found him; he'd been dumped in the road somewhere. So we just came across him and we rescued him. His name is Bailey. He's a Cocker Spaniel. He's crazy. Mm -hmm. But for all his craziness, he's very, um, very empathetic. So you find that animals that when you're excited and you have high energy, they also have high energy. And when you're feeling down and you're feeling low, they also sense it as well. I'm sure it's the same with your dogs.
1: Yes, yeah. Um the best friends, right? They feel with us.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I've, he's uh, he's just come here. He's done this so many times when I've been recording as well. I introduce you to Bailey. There we go. <laughs> Say hi. He can't talk, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this is Bailey, but he's awesome. He's 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 uh I feel very, very privileged and lucky that we found him because everybody says he's, he's so lucky that you found him. And I say it's the other way around. We're lucky that he, we found him. He saved my life on more than one occasion because, because I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, hanging around with these guys all the time because they're so in tune with your energy. Um, and they react so much to how we're feeling if you're being consciously aware of of them their their energy will tell you it's really basically they're a reflection of you yes it's not the other way around cats are different cats basically don't really reflect i don't think they really reflect human energy that much cats kind of do their own thing whereas dogs are the opposite you know their mood comes from whatever's going on with their owners
1: Yes, they are like a mirror for us.
0: Yeah, so I guess what Andrea and I are trying to say to any of you listening that don't have a dog, if if you're if you're worried about going on, embarking on a journey of self-discovery and being self-aware, and you're worried about not being able to see all the signs, get a dog. And then you'll have a really good temperature check at every moment of the day. <laughs> Andrea, thank you so, so much for joining me today. Have you um have you had fun?
1: Yes, I had fun. It was a pleasure talking to you.
0: No, you as well. You know, I you just got me thinking so much. You really interrupted my thinking, and that's you know that's the power of what you do so thank you so much where can people find you online
1: so at the moment if they want to reach out to me the best way will be to do that via email okay and it will be AndreaLucat.coaching@gmail.com. at gmail.com
0: perfect and i'll make sure i have that in the show notes for everybody as well andrea thank you so much for joining me really and thank you um bailey says thank you as well <laughs> <laughs>
1: Be blessed
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much for joining andrea and i on this episode i will have her email address in the show notes for you don't forget that tailoring talk is now on instagram at tailoring talk podcast and you know i love feedback so you can also email the show directly at tailoring talk podcast at gmail.com please remember to subscribe rate and review you can also click the share button in your player to send the show on to people you know if you're enjoying Tailoring Talk and feel compelled to throw some change our way and support the show, you can now buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Roberto Revella. Have a great week and I'll see you on the next one.